Hello and welcome to another episode of Teddy and the Tube. And today I, I'm really rather excited. I feel really privileged to, to, to call this this lady one of my friends. She's just such a beautiful soul. And it's Claire Lawrence Sims. Good morning, Claire. Oh, that's such a lovely introduction. Thank you so much for um, asking me to be on this podcast. I am really, really excited about it. So I'm going to do my best to, to just breathe and be calm and serene. <laughs> I, was, I was looking back, actually, and I know we spoke about this last week. It's, it's exactly one year and one week to when we first connected. And it's almost one year to the, my very first Qigong session with you. Isn't, isn't that just amazing that sort of so much has gone on in the last year, yet so little. It, it's sort of this whole dichotomy, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's been such a momentous year for me. And I mean, we've been through a lot as a, as a collective globally, all of us. And as a family as well, we've gone through some really, some really difficult situations that are not COVID related that would have happened anyway, the kinds of things that, that um, blow you out of the water. And then you've had the backdrop of COVID behind it all. And so it, it has been very, very strange because although it's been a very painful and difficult year, it has been the most amazing year for me. Um, I mean, I have met amazing people like you. I mean, I, I'd like to sing your praises as much as you sing mine. <laughs> um, but, it, but it has been a spectacular year, really, yes. I know you love purple and you're, you're sort of, you're resplendent in purple at the moment. And Willoughby is with us today. Because uh, I didn't trust him to pick out his bow tie today. I thought I'd pick it up for him. And it's his, his purple tartan. And it's 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 purple and pink and it's bright and it's just it's vibrant. So that is beautiful. Willoughby, you look amazing. Absolutely stunning. In fact, little little Claire Bear here, her heart is beating a little faster. Look, you can see she's got a little heart on her front. <laughs> she's she's in love. <laughs> that is beautiful. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about Claire Bear. Okay, so Claire Bear was made by a friend of mine who's, whose name is also Claire, and she's an artist. Um, Claire Bear is very small. She's only about, uh, I suppose she's about three inches tall. And uh, my friend made the felt. She's, Claire Bear is made out of purple felt, and she's got a big red heart on her chest, a little bow around her neck. And she comes complete with her own little community harmony scarf. And she came as well with a scroll and Claire had written the most wonderful words on that scroll about what I represent to her. And very, very emotional. I mean, I'm an emotional person. I shed a lot of tears to read that. And it's something that I have that I keep and look at at times when I feel a little bit vulnerable. And um, yes, yeah, so that's clever. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Would you like to describe yourself in three words, given that you, you said that um, Claire wrote it on a scroll? What what three words would you use to describe yourself? Okay, now this is, I mean, your questions, I looked at those questions and I thought, I can't answer this, I can't do this. Um, I find it extremely difficult. I, I have far too many words for everything. So to put it in three words, three words that, that sort of surfaced and came to mind, uh, kind, uh, complex, because I think that, that and bonkers and bonkers is the way that a lot of people describe me they, they usually add to it but in a good way so I take that as a compliment 
I, I, I'm really now curious to ask about which font you would be and why. Oh gosh, that is so difficult. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not really into things like that. Uh, you Neither know, am I, but it's, 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 I think it, it's a, it really, it was, and then, then it came to me that there's a choice of two really. One, wingdings. Because <laughs> it's just a, it's a bit like me. It's just hitting random, random shapes and, and stuff in the hope that somebody somewhere will make some sense out of it. And, and then the other one was <laughs> Lucida, because for years I thought Lucida was Lucinda. And, and I thought it, it's a nice shaped font. And I just thought it was really nice having a font that was called Lucinda. <laughs> so. yeah, that, is, that is extremely strange because I was, I was preparing for a workshop yesterday and that's the font I'm using. <laughs> right, hey, Lucinda. <laughs> I mean, it shows, it, it sums me up really, the fact that I get the wrong end of the stick. I see things differently. Um, possibly some of the time because I'm not looking properly. I'm in so much of a rush. So I, I'd, miss, I'd miss the N. Is that, is that such a bad thing though? Do you think look, seeing things differently, is that such a problem? This is a really good question. And the older I get, the more I think that actually that's that's what it's all about. Certainly that's that's who I am. That's who I've been all my life. Uh, I always thought it was a fault, something I needed to correct. And fortunately, I'm now moving in circles with people who do see that as a positive. And, and I think I'm privileged in the work that I do to be able to reassure other people, especially young people who feel the same, that, that actually know these, these things that at the moment are getting you into trouble, uh, hang on in there because, you know, you're what the world needs. We need, we do, and especially at the moment, we need more people who see things differently, mm. I think anyway. I, I, I could not agree more, actually. And there was, there was, I think it was in the newspaper last week, or it's, it's been in the headlines frequently, saying that the pandemic has taken a toll on young people's mental health. And, you know, I'd imagine if they were finding life tricky before, how on earth are they going to manage to sort of cope and under this awful term of catch up? And I think that's just ridiculous. It's, it's let's nurture and yes, let's cause it. Let's cause it. Absolutely. Because they only have one childhood. Let's, let's look after them. Yeah, I, I totally, absolutely agree with you. And I think at the moment, there's so many different possibilities out there, so many ways we could go as a people, as a, as a species, yeah. if you like. And I want us to go down the route that is going to be long term, better for individuals and better for us as a, as a collective. And... I think that the young people have had a really difficult experience and it has actually taught them a lot. And I think, you know, rather than them being behind, they may be behind academically. Well, as a teacher, I do question what, what we consider to be the appropriate academic standards anyway. And also, I think it, they've, they've had a chance to develop themselves differently. And certainly the young people that I've got the privilege of, of knowing have come through this really well. Uh, a lot of them, yes, have struggled and it has enabled them to, a lot of them to, to find a different way of being, to, to, to connect more to themselves, to perhaps gravitate towards other adults who may be helpful to them 
and I think we we just need to open things up and, and assess the situation as a whole situation balance things up mm. and we've got the potential really to have a generation going forwards that are actually ready to meet these challenges that we've got these challenges that are freaking us out as adults <laughs> actually the things that have gone wrong I feel have probably equipped a lot of the young people with what they need to put it all right mm -hmm. providing they get the right kind of support and I think it's up to us the adults to give them the support that they need and that's not going to be easy <laughs> it's not going to be easy I think it 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 takes a bit of bravery from us doesn't it as adults to trust the younger gen I mean the younger generation without sounding too patronizing the some of the conversations I have with you know young women in their early 20s they are switched on they are advocating for themselves and you know whether it's period positivity um, a lot of work around endometriosis and I just think fantastic this is this is wonderful I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm nodding and nodding and nodding, <laughs> waving my arms around and, and all sorts, because I'm a very, you know, as you know, I'm a very um, agitated kind of person. <laughs> um, um, yes, I, I feel this. And in the work that I do with working around emotions and working with young people, this is what I found, that young people are a lot more clued up. Lot, I think we do criticize social media and the internet quite rightly it's like everything it needs to be in balance but i think that it's opened up worlds to young people that certainly i never had and providing young people are getting the right kind of support they're being opened up to new ideas possibilities they're seeing far much of the world as it as it really is it's really it's really strange because they're seeing the world as it really isn't in terms of things like body image and ideal, you know, ideal lifestyle. But they are also being exposed to lots of different political ideas, different ideas about um, ecology and things like that and and mental health. And I think they are not as naive as I was at that age, not as biddable, which I think is a good thing. Yep. It, it's um, and I think generally they are, are far more aware it, it's in complete contradiction to the, the standard view of, of a young person as being self-absorbed and, mm. and selfish and lazy and, and all the rest of it actually they are far more um, socially conscious than I think we are um, thing, all the issues diversity issues health mental health poverty equality ecology you know the planet everything i think they are far more ready to create a world that is kinder cleaner and fairer for everybody mm -hmm. and 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 they show a great deal of maturity and wisdom emotionally i think yes in a way that i never did uh, and and they just blow me away sometimes with with the things that they say i mean my my son when he was 17 a few years ago he said to me mom adults have got a lot to teach to teach kids he said but kids remember and know a lot of things that grown-ups have forgotten yes and he's absolutely right and I think that's one of the things for me I in the work that I do with young people um when my colleague and I set up a project that we were doing 
for young people at the local youth centre to teach emotional resilience. We both came from a background of school teaching and we had this idea, you know, we've got all this, all this stuff we're going to teach. We're going to tell them this and this and it's going to be great. You know, it's like, and within a few sessions, it was, you know, we realised we could got it completely wrong. It's the other way around. They're, they're teaching us. In fact, no, it's more of, a, of an equality. We need to listen and take seriously young people and give them the support they need to develop their ideas rather than trying to bulldoze them with the ideas that we've been taught are right or ideas that we've worked out that are right for us, possibly. Uh, it's more of a collective. And when you can trust yourself and trust them and, and develop that kind of relationship, it's absolutely magnificent. Mm -hmm. And I know somebody recently said it's a huge, it's Catelyn Moran actually, I think, and she said, it's a huge responsibility to place on young people what that that a lot of our, as adults are saying, oh, the young people are going to sort it out. But I think the young people will sort it out, but we need to support them to do that. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's no good as just saying, oh yes, you know, we've messed it up. The young people are going to sort it out. No, we've, we've messed up. Yeah, we've messed up let's help the young people they are the ones who will have the ideas and the vision they just need to have the tools and and the support and and that's that's our role really mm. cool. I mean, how, how does the, the the community scarf feed into that okay. is, is is it linked in with the, your youth work or is it is it a standalone or yeah, it, it came it came out of, of what we were doing there at the youth center we had um, we had we were running two groups, a group for primary age children and a group for secondary age young people called Keeping Young Minds Healthy. And the idea was that it was all to do with teaching emotional well-being and the shape that the project took changed. It evolved enormously because we had I think it was 2014 that Sharon, my colleague, then we um, had this idea about what we wanted to create. And it, it seemed like it was something quite new we subsequently realized that there's been loads and loads of other projects going on in a similar vein worldwide but at the time it was quite a new thing that we what we, how we wanted to create something because we wanted to take something that was giving young people an emotional education because we realized in the school setting that school wasn't really supporting a lot of young people emotionally and not just talking about mental health I'm talking about all all different kinds of, of young people and the fact that emotion the emotional side of of human beings has been unknown it's only in recent years that that we've actually recognized the fact that the emotions play such a huge role in in being human and i do love the brene brene when brene brown says <laughs> that we are rational beings that occasionally feel when in fact we're emotional beings that occasionally think so we wanted to 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 develop emotions but but we were quite new to it so the project was was a work in progress and constantly mm -hmm. evolving but anyway long see what i mean about being complex <laughs> it's never a short answer with me um anyway so we had this activity with a bag of ribbons and there were all different beautiful ribbons and, and and not so beautiful ribbons and just all sorts of bits and pieces in there and the point of the activity was to help us help the young people to appreciate themselves as they are and to also so 
it was to do with self-acceptance and and self-worth and also recognizing that in others and tolerating others and so we we just got them to say well if you're a ribbon which one which one of these would you be and of course you know with kids and young people the conversations that came out of that were just superb they just go off on tangents all over the place it's wonderful but at the time I was part of a, a an of the organization of a community event the big lunch which was held in our borough and the idea behind that was to really bring people together to just talk to each other really and I just had this idea why don't I get people to choose a ribbon I'll knit them into a scarf and that will just be something nice for the event and I started doing that in it and it and it was very well received and the i what we thought we would do with it was put it in the local library after the event and the be the story of the event because it was there was a story behind the event but it just carried on from there really and it's it became just this amazing platform springboard for talk and thoughts about mental health, well-being, life, the universe and everything, as well as being a very creative thing. It just appeals to people on lots of different levels. So what 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 has the stage it's at so far? It's been going for four years. And the idea now is that, you know, everywhere I go, I get people to choose a ribbon to represent them or anything they want to really other people and then they all get knitted together so it's a bit it is like our community we've got all these different individuals all these different things going on and you knit us all together we make something that is stunning it's long strong it's very beautiful but it's also it's full of lumps and bumps and knots and holes and ins and outs just like life some people can't can't get their heads around it and and it contains as I've been working with it, conversations have just been amazing. Sometimes I'm in the right place at the right time for somebody to offload. I used to be a Samaritan listener. So, you know, I'm used to holding that space as well as being a therapist. And, and so I'm equipped to deal with things that are quite, can be quite challenging, but sometimes it's conversations just light and silly people are sharing thoughts, wisdom, feelings, experiences. And um, we're making it long enough to go around the world, <laughs> which came out of a conversation that I had with a little eight-year-old girl at a bus stop very early on. I think I'd got about two meters of it. And she said, well, how, how long are you making it? And I said, well, oh, I don't know. How long do you think we could? Could we make it long enough to go around the world? And she said in that you know very serious way that eight-year-old oh, if we believe we can, we can. And I just took that as a challenge. So I'm working on that. Um, and it's opening up all kinds of different possibilities and how people take it. Because, you know, some people say, well, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to get it across the Pacific Ocean? And it's like, well, how do you think we might? We could, you know, maybe the Navy, the Air Force. And, and it's like things like that. Other people have suggested virtual versions of it. It's just, it's just amazing how how people get cope with this 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 sort of idea this concept our current target is to make it long enough to go first of all ranking power stadium in leicester the football stadium for leicester city and there's loads and loads of reasons and stories connected to that so the stadium is 730 meters uh, around the outside and so far i've got 
in the region of about 300 meters with absolutely everything that I've got, um, which includes, which includes um, as well as the, the, the knitted ribbons, it includes things that people have given me to go in there like football scarves and other knitted sundries and flags and stuff like that that are all gonna get incorporated into it. So there we go. And can people send you ribbons? Do you do you yes, yeah. yes. I mean I'm always, always I get through so many. I mean I'm absolutely obsessed with this. It, it is it is my life. <laughs> the scarf and 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 you know and I, I absolutely love finding new ribbons, buying ribbons, showing people ribbons so they can choose and all that, that sort of stuff. But it is, you know, I'm always, always in need of materials. And also it's really nice when people send me things that mean something to them. Cause it's, it's all, you know, I do like the whole thing of, well, here's something for you to choose from. What would you like me to put in? But if somebody says, well, I'd really like you to, to have this and um, people have made little creations to go in it and, customized ribbons you know drawn on them and things like that and written on them and you know it's it's all it's all beautiful I was going to say beautiful actually it is isn't it I mean the sentiment's beautiful and it's having seen some of the sections as well it's 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 really beautiful I get the impression that this is just almost it's like a way of life isn't it and I think you you yeah. treated um yesterday or the day before about Qigong being an, an entire way of life and I've been I've had that thought going around in my brain for the last 24 hours as it's true isn't it it it's it qigong teaches us more than just slow purposeful movements do you like to give us a bit of a, a bit of a primer okay so i mean first of all i do have to say that when when you say tai chi qigong people assume that i am some sort of tai chi master which i'm absolutely not and i have to honor the heritage of Tai Chi. Qigong precedes Tai Chi. Qi is energy, Gong is work. And in ancient, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, Qigong was part of keeping yourself healthy. So at that time, you, your health was a partnership between you and your doctor with the emphasis being on health. So you didn't go and see your doctor when you were ill, you went to stay well and you had to work work together. And Qigong, Qigong exercises, as well as being the movements, it is, it is a, it's a totally holistic art. It is a healing art. It is mind, body, spirit, emotions, energy, uh, it all, all together and very much connected to the natural rhythms, your own natural rhythm, the rhythms of nature, the rhythms of the seasons. It, it's, it's totally holistic. So um, the martial art of Qigong came from that. Then the form of Qigong I, I um, do is called Tai Chi Shibashi Qigong. And that was perfected in the last century by a, by a doctor, created by a doctor. And it's a series of 18 moves. They're very gentle, very easy to learn, very, very forgiving. The idea behind them is that they, they meet you where you're at and provide you with whatever you need, whether you know it's what you need or not. And each exercise does stand alone. Each one has a, a specific function for mind, body, spirit, emotions. And when you put them together, it makes a, a complete balance. And the idea as well is that you are 
working in good posture, you're keeping your body healthy physically, emotionally, mentally. And a lot of the, what we're doing with it is, it is called moving meditation. A lot of it is freeing ourselves from the chatter and, and obsession that we have with thought and bringing our energy into the body. But also the, there is this mind-body connection. Everything that happens in the mind is reflected in the body. Everything that happens in the body is reflected in the mind. And it's very much about bringing those together and posture plays a huge part of it as well. So you're learning a way of moving through life that goes beyond the 18 moves. The 18 moves teach you how to be so that you can take that into your life. And that is mentally as well, so an attitude. And the idea is that you are doing everything with ease, with grace, with flow, that you are doing things in a way that is effortless so we've got none of the pushing the shoving the stretching the rushing and i, I mean I, I do love the way that my my own teacher describes how she she does her hoovering in the way that we do qigong so she's making sure she's in proper alignment so that nothing is stretched or out of balance and it's just you know the hoover just glides and she's gliding and it's just i just have this image of her just serenely going around doing the hoovering because I, I do know that she does she does live like that so it is a way it is a way not just of spending i mean it's beautiful to to spend the time doing the set either on your own or or in a class but to actually bring the principles of it to learn from it as a way of life very challenging i mean my teacher debbie um, she said you know, somebody told her it takes you two and a half lifetimes to learn Tai Chi properly. So, you know, it's I, I can't remember how long I've been doing this. Not not um, about eight eight or nine years, something like that. I've, I'm sorry, I've got I've got menopausal brain as well as as well as lockdown brain <laughs> and and a non mathematical brain anyway. So, you know, it's like I'm still learning every time I do it, and I do it just about every day. I learn something new about myself, my body, the world other people it's, it's just fab yes <laughs> do you think we've we've lost touch with or we've we've, we've i suppose it goes back to your Brené brown quote of, of the mind and body and thinking feelings because i mean certainly when i took up qigong it helped me reconnect i would i would call it back to my core i think i use that term then almost my central essence and yes. i didn't know i was so disconnected until I mean we, we had a session didn't we and I think it was the flying wild goose and that's such a beautiful move and you know I'm usually very I'm very clumsy and you know I, I get my left and right mixed up yeah. but it was just it it I suppose it's getting into our flow isn't it yes yeah sorry I live near the railway line and a train just went past and I missed your last word <laughs> sorry about that the joys the joys of the joys of remote meetings can can you just repeat your last sentence or yeah, I was talking about it, it for me it's getting back into my it's a flow state isn't it yes and definitely and I, I absolutely agree I mean the words that you're using is so funny because I never in my wildest dreams ever imagined that I would be centering my work life around something that involves physical movement mm -hmm. And I mean, I am I'm clumsy. Clumsy is one of the things that has haunted me from childhood. No sense of spatial awareness, terrible, you know, left and right coordinate, coordinate, awful, you know, just, just a, a bumbling mess. And yet 
the movements just free you from that, free me from that. It's it's the and when I watch people doing them, the grace, the beauty, the elegance, and the it is just it is connections back to our essence. Absolutely, we've lost contact with who we are. Uh, the magnificent creation that each of us is, and I think the ways that we live our life, we're so conditioned to to be something that many of us just aren't. And this allows us to see the true beauty, I think, that each of us is. And I know I, I say, I, I, I do say, I think a lot of things that are cliched, but I think, you know, cliches become cliches because they are true. And I do speak these things from my heart. Um, mm. Yes. I, mean, it, I, I found it so powerful in, in as much as, I mean, again, perhaps even a year ago, had you said to me that, that I can do a, a, do a Qigong set virtually. So I, I think perhaps last week, I mean, sometimes we have people joining in from Switzerland, don't we? We've got Switzerland and, and yourself in Leicester and I'm up in Scotland. And the energy, it's there, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think um, I know that my teacher, Debbie, she's had comments from people that are used to going to her classes, sorry, her sessions that, that are you know face to face and I, I go to those myself uh, that they don't feel the same I think it probably is a different sensation I mean I am not as energy sensitive as a lot of the people that I work with and um, so I found that over this time my energy sensitivity and my sense of connection has grown enormously and I think maybe it's to do with the collection of people that, that we have uh, in those sessions. I think that's been one of the most wonderful things for me about this time is that the technology has allowed me to connect to like-minded people, people who get each other, even though we may be very different. And I think probably because we're very different, but we've got at heart the same kind of ethos and we're going through the same kinds of experiences. I think the discovering, rediscovering who we are and and I think that's that's one of the nice things for me is that I think when when I was running sessions before lockdown, it was quite challenging publicizing, getting people interested, and and I actually stopped doing it because of that. Whereas we've just sort of found each other, I think, people through through what's gone on and and you know I, if I think back to this time last year when I started thinking about oh I could maybe have a go at this zoom thing and um and how it's grown and how people have suggested things and and I think one of the wonderful things about it is that it's very very this time has been a very forgiving time people have been able to see each other warts and all you know I know some people but put backgrounds up so you can't see their homes but it's like a lot of us we you know you see us you see us with our pets with our mess with our families wandering in and out with the trains going by and and you see us you know <laughs> fixing our hair as we come on and 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 I think actually we have come to recognize that it's it's amazing this ability we have to be adaptable, to be flexible, to, to get on. And the amazing new things that we're creating because we're not trying to be perfect. We're not trying to live up to somebody else's standards because we're actually saying, hang on a sec, this is what it's like. This is, you know, we're in a mess, 
but instead of just crumbling under the mess, we've risen up to master it. And mm. in a lot of areas, I think, create so much better stuff than was out there before. Mm. And I'm going to I'm going to quote yourself back to you now because we are enough. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that brilliant? It's, it, it's a that it's it's a short short sentence, isn't it? But yeah, and again, th those words aren't aren't my words. They are words that I'm hearing over and over again mm. from various people, from from individuals that I meet. You know, just everyday people in the media though, the kinds of people whose podcasts I'm listening to, whose work I'm reading, they are saying the same things. And I think it's it's because it's true and it's been something that has been beaten out of us, yeah. <laughs> quite literally for some of yeah. us, um, for our entire lives. And, 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 and now the time is right. Uh, and I think actually that brings us back in my mind anyway to, to young people in that our young people are not letting it be beaten out of them it's like my my parents generation they were literally beaten beaten by their parents it's quite normal to be beaten beaten in school to be physically harmed beaten myself you know um educate boss born in 1966 so educated 70s 80s at the beginning of my education you know you still got the cane you still mm. got the not many people did get it um you know it's towards the end of my education that that became illegal for that to happen and to our young people it, it's horrific a lot of them. I mean I know obviously there are still there is still physical abuse going on so I'm, I'm talking about in in general in in society's attitudes mm. um but but you know they're absolutely appalled you know the fact that a teacher could hit you and then you'd go home and your parents would hit you because you'd disgrace the family by having a, you know. And it's like that's how you were kept in line. You were, you know, it was beaten into you. And and you know, through fear, we carried on this, these patterns of, of and, and I think, you know, it's just gone so far that it, it's unsustainable anymore and, and things are collapsing. I think it was Dr. Suzanne Zedike. Um, she was she was speaking at the Aces and Wear conference a couple of years ago and she said that you know it wasn't so long ago that children were strapped at school and in essence it took some mothers it, at, at the school gates one day just said no absolutely not you're not going to strap my child yeah yeah and it's, it's this I think I mean I I'm all about I mean, what I do is all about empowerment. It's, you know, teaching self-awareness, teaching self-empowerment. And I think for a long time, we've been told that we're powerless because the idea of power is held up in a particular way. And it's something that most of us can't achieve. And what we forget is that great power that we have going, running through each of us as an individual. And like you say, you see it when, when you see a mother standing up for her child. Yeah. Um, but also when people get together, and this is one of the wonderful things about, you know, the menopause cafe I've absolutely loved is that, you know, we get together and for a lot of the women in those sessions, their lives have been absolute hell for years and years and years. And that's at one point we were just supposed to, to be quiet, just shut up, put up with it. Shut, it's what, it's, that's the way it is. You know, don't talk about it. Keep it shameful. But when we're talking together and these stories come into the open and, and there is such power there. And when we join together and we realize 
this is happening to me too, or this is happening, this is happening. And we can say no. And when you put us together, all of those little tiny voices do that's what brings about change and I do love I mean I I, I, I haven't got an original idea in my head I don't, I don't know if anybody does because we I don't believe that for a second the wonderful thing, isn't it? we just we just grow okay we're an individual person and we get somebody's ideas and we grow and we change it but I realized with the community harmony scarf a few years ago when I was in Spain with it and I'd got talking to the lady that was in in the apartment next door who was Spanish and we were she spoke very very good English I spoke a little bit of Spanish but we kind of you know we, we we were communicating really well she was just then tranced by the scarf and she was having a birthday party for her daughter and there were loads because her family lived locally so she she'd come to stop in this holiday um, place to be with her family because she'd moved away. So, so she'd got this huge party going on with family and friends and all these people. And the women and the children were just absolutely entranced by this. And we were talking, we were having really deep conversations, talking about education, talking about the kinds of you know, things that really, really matter. And it didn't matter about the language differences. And it's like, we're all bubbling away together. And then the men were like, not having anything to do with that they one or two of them did did sort of choose stuff and it's that that's when I realized that social change actually comes about through women and children and for years we are we've we've always been led to believe that we are the weak ones yep, less you know, than we, we don't matter less than yeah women and children and yet we we are so powerful and actually before that date I'd I'd always joked about the fact that society's most potent weapons, two most potent weapons, this is even before, you know, I, I, the menopause or anything like that, were, you know, middle-aged women and children, because we are the invisible ones. We are seen as being, oh, pat them on the head, you know, let's just take no notice of them. And for years, that has not been a good thing. But I think now it's, it's quite a nice thing. Now, I suppose I shouldn't talk about it because then it's no longer a secret weapon. It's like when you are invisible, when nobody takes you seriously, it's amazing what you can get up to because nobody, it's like they just leave you to it. They don't think you're up to anything. <laughs> and actually, um, I joked with my friends, you know, we're like the resistance, you know, from, from Allo Allo. We're like beetling away in all this light, fluffy stuff, love and light and joy. And, blah, blah, blah. and actually, we're planning a revolution. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, that kind of babbled off track, didn't it? <laughs> so, no, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from and where you're going. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm now extremely intrigued to ask this, this final question because um, I just can't wait for the answer. <sighs> In a good way. You board a tube train yeah. and the, the carriage is entirely empty, say, for a lone teddy bear. What's your next move? Okay, so I would... Take a photo of the teddy and tweet it uh, in the hope that whoever lost it would come forward. And I would I would take the teddy, I would take the teddy into safe care and I would bring it into the company. Now, this is obviously assuming that we haven't got the social restrictions. <laughs> um, because we have a thing, um, I am blessed where I live that in the next town, there is an amazing community cafe called Zeph's Cafe. 
uh, and the guy there that um, coordinates things, um, Jim Gannon, he's created a, a fabulous community hub and brings together a variety of different groups and is constantly striving for connecting us as a community and for building community harmony. And he, he has a number, well, we have between us a number of bears, community bears. So we have Zephros, which is, he's an absolutely enormous teddy bear and he is the dementia friendly bear. Then there is Tyson, who is the end loneliness bear. And quite often Tyson has been out with me um, when I do my stuff, you know, going out into cafes and things like that, take Tyson. And because these two, these two amazing bears just, they cut, they're like the community harmony scarf in a way, they cut through barriers and everybody loves a teddy, everybody wants a cuddle and, and they are just creating amazing conversations. Then there is my, my bear, is Poppy. Poppy is not, she's a fairly large teddy bear, but she's not, not the biggest of teddy bears. She's the Keeping Young Minds teddy bear. I use her in lots of different ways in, in the work I do with young people. So she's one of our community bears. And then we have Charlie Bear over in Birmingham. And Charlie lives with um, my friend Sally, who is, um, she's a therapist as well. And she's also doing some sections of the community harmony scarf. So we are extending out. So I would bring this bear into, into the fold with the bears and then just see what happens, really. I like it. What is the collective noun for bears? I should probably know, oh, shouldn't I? Well, we, 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 we oh. joked about this and, and I don't know, somebody said it should be a cuddle or a hug of teddy bears, I think. <laughs> yes, it probably is something cleverer than that. Your questions sparked me off on thinking and was what is well-being to you and I sat, I've been thinking about that thinking 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 and then I was in the bath this morning just just sort of meditating and whatnot and it came to me I've thought about all these things about what being well is and actually being well is being myself being able to be myself is being is being well because actually you know a lot of the time I don't feel particularly well um, but I think it is when you when you can be yourself you can cope with not being physically or mentally as well as you would like to be. But so anyway, there you go. That is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Claire. It's, it's as I say, it's... It's it's always so enlightening, and 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 you 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 just have these gems that you sort of put into the conversation that that I go off thinking about for days and days afterwards. So. Oh, that's that's really, it's like likewise. I mean, it's just wonderful, you know. I th and I I just think that it's fabulous the way that we spark off each other, and then we'll go away and and we'll spread what 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 we've learned from each other to other people. And this is me as well. This is a huge thing about the work that I do and about the scarf project. Time, resources at the moment are stretched, particularly for mental health services. And yet we have a fabulous resource in the people of the community. We just don't realize it. And it's like the thing about the scarf, every ribbon represents somebody, every body matters and everybody's got something to contribute. And we've, we're all a wealth of little bits and pieces, things that we've learned, strategies, support, um, from the very, very simple to the very, very complex. And my idea is, you know, behind my work with young people was to try and create 
an environment where we're supporting them to be able to thrive and in order for that to happen we all of us need to be well and we can do that we don't okay there are specialized mental health services and yes we do need those but in the meantime we keep each other going on a day-to-day basis just by being who we are and sometimes people who are at the lowest ebb feel that they've got nothing to contribute have so much richness within them sometimes even just a smile or, or a joke or little things that keep people going so just by being themselves i think we have this idea that in order to be able to help somebody you've got to be 100 percent perfect you've got to be trained you've got to be this you've got to be it's all these barriers um so it's like if you want to be a volunteer you have to be you know in an organization and you have to be able to commit this amount of time you have to do all this stuff whereas with the scarf project it is about flow it is about a fluidity that a minute here and there and the impact that we all have because we are like you know we are like and this is not my own image the image of flying geese you know Mm. how the geese fly in formation there's a lead goose and for that goose it's really hard work and that goose gets tired so what happens is that that goose naturally will drop into the flock other geese take over they 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 protect each other they look after each other they stay with each other they accept that they get tired and they take breaks and it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to help and be helped and i think that's something that's a constant process for us that we're not very good at you know we we can need help ourselves and still help others as we actually are that's important isn't it it is important because yeah i think there is this perception that we just you know you only go to somebody for help when they're this amazing perfect all-knowing all-seeing and there is no such thing is there no no and and you know it's like we've got to make the use we ought to make use of what we've got Mm. and what we've got is a lot between us when when we actually when we can community community it all comes back to community I really appreciate you chatting with me today and I I know other people just will find all of your work just completely fascinating thank you so much